0: All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. So excited for who we're bringing on today. Our guest is the CEO and founder at Expertology, a company that helps course creators triple their business. Guys, like I cannot wait to talk to who we have coming on today. As a husband, new dad, coach, entrepreneur, funnel builder, our guest specializes in helping coaches scale their business using funnels and ads where they save their clients up to 30 hours a week. 30 hours so let's welcome alex a to the show gonna cue that intro and then i'll bring him on Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. Alex, welcome on. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Elena, good to be here.
0: Yes, I'm so excited. So let's just dive right in. I want to know more about your business and why you decided to start it in the first place.
1: Okay. So my journey started about a decade ago. Um, I was in San Francisco Bay area as a new college grad and I've worked with uh, multiple Silicon Valley startups as a software engineer, as a growth marketer, and um, I've done a bunch of stuff after that. And, uh, you know, four years ago I started my own coaching business and, uh, um, you know, uh, this was my own venture and uh, you yeah. know, I helped college graduates uh, get good jobs in the tech industry. And, uh, oh, you good. know, during that time I had I had a lot of struggle, you know. Um, know, It was not that easy. It took me two to three years to, you know, get to a place, uh, you know, where I wanted to be to, uh, you know, uh, get good, uh, you know, business uh, incoming. And uh, what I noticed in that is, uh, you know, there are certain things in the industry that's missing. And uh, as, as I was talking to my friend uh, friends in the coaching uh, realm, there are certain things that are, you know, missing. Um, you know, I was able to, you know, hit that goal of uh, uh, $314,000 in my coaching business uh, when I realized that these areas uh, that were missing, um, you know, I was newly married at that time and I didn't even have any time for my honey Moon and I was spending all the time on my business, spending eighty wow. hours uh, a week, uh, you know, uh, just uh, you know trying to scale the business to the next level. And I was miserable, and uh, uh, you know, it didn't work out for me. Um, so when I realized that this important thing of uh, you know building the systems and processes inside my business and uh, finding the right people, recruiting the right people to automate this process, you know, that's when you know I got free. Uh, you know, it was like an aha moment for me. And uh, uh, you know, when I presented this, uh, you know invention this uh, finding to my friends within the coaching realm and everyone was super interested and they wanted to know how you did this how you did this and that's yeah. the birth of uh and uh, you know we are now uh pivoted into uh this business where we help other coaches uh, mm-hmm. triple their business uh, in 90 days. And uh, nice. we take care of all the marketing for them. Uh, that includes the funnels, the ads, uh, the tech integrations, and everything in between so that, you know, they can wow. focus on the thing uh, that they are good at, you know, which is coaching. They need to be producing content for the students, uh, you know, yeah. not caring about, you know, where the next client, the next student is coming from. So we take care of everything so that, you know, they could focus on the coaching side of the business
0: amazing okay so that's awesome so you mentioned to me that putting systems processes in place really allowed you to to have your business become that true passive income powerhouse um without operating kind of without your intervention so where did you start this process in order to get Mm -hmm. to that point because i see a lot of people that want to be at that point but they haven't Mm -hmm. quite gotten there yet so how did you get to that point
1: so uh you know the first thing that i did was uh you know i uh Took a course uh, with Rabia Abu Ala. You know, it's called mm-hmm. Scaling with Systems, and uh, mm-hmm. that's where I, uh, you know I found the uh, you know missing piece of the puzzle in my business. You know, um, I was you know at Facebook every time, every day. Um, I was at emails every day, and I was talking to people on uh, you know WhatsApp every day. And you know, this took a bunch of time for, uh, for yeah. me, you know, trying to get clients and everything. Um, so what this system did was, you know, it removed me from facebook it removed me from uh the uh, checking the emails every day and it, uh, slack became my dashboard and everything you know every notification you know came into my slack and uh, you know it was as, as as a business owner i was just you know taking a step back and looking at everything in slack so that uh, you know i need not log into facebook every time i need not go and check my emails uh every day it was uh, you know built that way. And then, you know, as these systems were, uh, you know, in place and everything was happening, I recruited the right people to help me at uh, different areas of my business. And they Mm -hmm. uh, went in. So, for example, you know, I I hired a media buyer and uh, they were in charge of the ads in my business. And I need not log into the ads manager every day and check if, you know, the uh, ads are performing well or, you know, are we burning through cash? Things like that. All the notifications would come to my Slack so that I can just have like a CEO overview, making sure that, you know, I'm not burning through cash, things like that. And Uh This goes for all the departments in the business. You know, it was uh, funnel building. It was uh, the design, the copy, um, you know, and I also had a project manager, you know, who Took care yeah. of uh, everything and then sent me reports in slack so uh, you know it freed mm. so much of my time and uh, uh, you know i was able to save uh, about uh, 30 hours uh, per week for my time and i had I, I had a lot of time to spend with my uh, family and uh, on the things that i love doing and uh the same system right the system that i built for myself you know we're just replicating it to uh, other coaches as well so that you know they yeah. need not uh, you know go into uh you know all these different platforms and spend time uh, you know wasting it you know it's just like Slack, and they could just log into Slack every day and, you know, manage the business from there.
0: Yes. Okay. That's amazing. So how did your business operate uh, then versus how does it operate now? What are some of those major differences that you see between how it operated then versus how it operates now?
1: Yes, uh, before it was chaotic, you know, I was uh, all over the place, Uh, you know, I was missing uh, uh, meetings, I was missing deadlines, I was missing, uh, you know, um, missing the crucial things in your business, you know, to check the ads manager, to update the ad copy, you know, I would have had something to take care of, but I, you know, something else came up, and then, uh, you know, it was total, uh, total chaos. Um, And then, you know, once I built these systems, you know, I had the reminders all properly organized within Slack. And if something okay. needs to attend to, you know, I could just go it assigned to the right person at the right time. And then uh, they would take care of it, take care of it. Yeah. Or if I had, uh, you know, the time to do it, you know, I'll do it myself or, uh, you know, find the resources that, uh, you know, gets the job done, you know, this segmentation, this, uh, allowed me to, uh, you know, easily manage the day-to-day tasks. And, uh, uh, you know, I was able to be on top of things. And, uh, you know, I didn't miss any deadlines after that. I didn't miss any messages. I didn't miss any leads, which are the important things, you know, um, and uh, it helped me a lot.
0: Oh, okay. I love that. So, Here on the business shift, like our main topic that this podcast is built on is is difference between solopreneur and business owner. Um, I see a lot of people use the umbrella term of entrepreneur and they're just like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. but I think that there's different stages with being an entrepreneur. And so do you think that there's a difference between a solopreneur versus a business owner? And if so, what is that difference?
1: I don't think there's much of a difference, you know, um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to, uh, you know, the uh, titles you give to them, you know. Um everyone's a business owner um, and uh, you know a solopreneur also has different uh, departments in their business which they take care of uh, themselves so for example you know there's the tech side of the business and they wear the hat of the CTO when they are doing that and then there's the CEO side of the business Uh, so you know it's the same person juggling between different hats uh, to achieve that and uh, uh, you know what I do is you know I was a solopreneur before when I was you know building these systems out for my business and what I did was you know I was wearing multiple hats so when I was you know in the core or doing some kind of funnel stuff or in the ads manager doing kind of media buyer stuff i was wearing yeah. that hat uh, you know i wasn't uh, trying to you know strategize the business i wasn't trying to uh, you know uh, manage the lead something like that you know uh, i was yeah. focused uh, and i did that and you know as the uh, you know business grew and then i got different uh, team members to take care of the different departments that's when i uh, went on board the ceo hat and then i just right. focused on the strategy the uh, day to day operations and then uh, you know um, each department was taking care of uh, uh, the different person so as a solopreneur you know it's just the multiple hats that they're wearing and as a business owner you know you're just taking care of uh, uh, the entire strategy and then uh, you know delegating stuff to others
0: Right. And so what are some of those, um, how did you focus on the strategy? So like when you move from wearing all the hats to now mm. I'm, my main job is to focus on the strategy, what does that look like uh, for you as a CEO?
1: So, you know, whenever I'm trying to uh, implement something huge in the business, right, a big change, uh, yeah. I would just wear the CEO hat once. And, you know, some people, you know, uh, think about it for 15 minutes, wear they see hat for 15 minutes, and then they go start executing this, and then they start wearing the CEO hat, and then they go back changing stuff, and it's total yeah. chaos. So what That's I do right. is I'm not going to spend 15 minutes on the strategy. I'm going to spend uh, 10 hours, 20 hours, or even a week to strategize. You know, uh, document yeah. everything. Make sure that you know I'm trying to communicate with a team in that sense. You know, I document everything. You know, come up with all the strategy, put in paper, and you know, test it out. Uh, you know, talk to friends network and everything get everything done and once it's yep. in a paper you know i'm not going to go back to the strategy and uh, try to fix it and that's when i wear the cto hat uh, and yeah. then i go execute what my ceo told me and i'm not gonna you know strategize until you know i see uh, the results uh, of my execution yeah. and if something's not working then i go back to the drawing board wear my ceo hat and then start executing things one after the other um, and that's how uh, you know it's been uh, doing well for us
0: that's such a cool perspective, and so then you're not trying to spend all your time in both hats. You're trying to go, okay, like right now I need to be strategizing, and then right now I need to be executing. And so, what have been some of the strategies that you use in order to make sure that you stay in the hat that you put on, whether it's executing your CEO and not have that crossover?
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know, um, it's it's more of a a, a willpower and the um, mm-hmm. you know focus that I put in. You know, I usually block the time in the calendar and I force myself to get the work done Um, and I have a journal where I keep myself accountable at the end of the day uh, where I log uh, you know if I were the CTO uh, or if I were the CEO and which role was I supposed to be which was planned according to my schedule and then I give marks Mm -hmm. to myself out of 100 and uh, you know if some if the mark is below 50 or if I didn't pass you know I'm gonna uh, you know hold me accountable and then um, um, the next day you know if I uh, do everything correctly as per plan I'm gonna give me 100 marks and then that's like a, a trophy for me and at the end of the week you know I average it out out of uh, seven days it's uh, um, it's again out of 100 and then at the end of the month I'm going to average it out, out of 30 and then it's again out of 100 and look at the marks that I've achieved and uh, based on that I'm going to you know treat myself or you know um, it, it's kind of a really good feeling when you um, at the end of the month you've uh, you know logged your journey you have marks for every single day and you can point out the exact days where you were not feeling well or where you, where you missed out the plan or things like that and then it, it yeah. can, I can easily hold you accountable, and uh, I I uh, do it that way.
0: Oh, that's so cool. So, do you track these marks on like a Google Sheet, or like where do you kind of track all this?
1: Just uh, pen and paper. You no, know, that forms I the. I love brain. it. Yeah, the connection between my brain and, uh, uh, yeah, I've I've tried, you know, a bunch of methods, you know, Notion, Google Sheets, things like that. But, uh, you know, uh, it's it's it kinds of, you know, separates me from the feeling. So it's like a document uh, and not, you know, I don't have a personal connection to it. So, uh, you know, this book helps me uh, to do that. And I have multiple books around me and uh, for each purpose and it helps uh, um, well.
0: Oh, okay. That's great. I love that you, you show that you're doing it on pen and paper. I think people sometimes feel obligated to have to do it online using technology and then they get overwhelmed with that. So I love that you do that very nice and simple there. Um, that's great. And, and making it, making it a game essentially to see yes. what, how many points and checks that you can get. And then you get rewards at the end of it. brilliant. I think that's awesome. So how would you say a solopreneur handles the systems differently mm. than a business owner?
1: Mm -hmm. So um, the first mistake is, you know, they don't systemize or categorize or, you know, like I said, you know, they don't divide the business into different departments, you know, they wear uh, the single hat, you know, the solopreneur hat at the... A given time, and you know they they uh, you know constantly in the uh, hustle of uh, you know trying to manage uh, all the departments at the same time, and that's where yeah. you know they're losing focus, uh, they're losing the clarity, and eventually you know they lack the motivation and the discipline to execute mm-hmm. things. Um, so if the solopreneur you know removes themselves uh, from that particular seat and try to you know departmentize or uh, categorize their business, uh, and then uh, you know wear in- individual hats at Given mm-hmm. times, you know that will definitely help them um, to, uh, you know, become that business owner. You know, uh, like they, it will help them to think like an actual uh, business owner. And then, you know, as they grow and scale, you know, this will become a habit for them, and uh, it will be easy for them to be successful.
0: Okay, awesome. So then, uh, you mentioned to me that you generated over three hundred fourteen thousand and ninety days in your coaching business, which is incredible. Um, what was required of you in order to make that kind of growth happen?
1: Mm-hmm. So the so the biggest mistake that I was doing as an early coach was um, I was just focusing on um, you know one type of traffic at a time. Uh, you know I was mm-hmm. doing just organic, and then I was yeah. doing cold outreach through emails and then through uh, DMs, and uh, yeah. you know it wasn't working. Um, and then uh, you know I shifted my focus to paid ads, and yeah. um, you know it was not it wasn't working in the beginning, but then uh, you know as I you know uh, kind of put together all these. Uh, outreach programs at the same time and focused my 90% on paid ads and, uh, you know, drove all the efforts into that. That's when the, you know, change happened, the shift happened. Um, And it was because of, uh, you know, the offer that we had, and it was because of the funnels that, you know, converting uh, really well. And it was because of uh, the ad creatives uh, that we had, which was, you know, hooking our audience, um, you know, really well. And uh, that was one of the reasons that uh, we were able to uh, hit that mark.
0: Okay, very cool. So where does somebody get started with ads if they've never done it before?
1: Yes, so for uh, definitely, you know, the first place would be to uh, look at their offer, make sure that their Mm -hmm. offer is scalable, test it out organically and through a a little means of, uh, you know, uh, organic outreach. Um, What makes an offer scalable? So an offer is, you know, an offer should resonate with a cold audience. So you know, if you're, mm. you know, reaching out to someone on DM and then you know, presenting the offer to them, you know, it should be appealing to them, um, and it shouldn't look spammy. It shouldn't look, uh, you know, unconvincing. It shouldn't look like yeah. the uh, hundreds of other offers you know thrown by other uh, people out there. It should be, you know, unique and, uh, um, you know, um, it should be uh yeah unique uh, and the other thing that you know people uh, fail to forget now is uh, you know after alex hermosi's hundred million offers came you know yeah. everyone's throwing out crazy offers out there and there is one point that alex hermosi points out in his book which is you know you need to make sure that you can fulfill the offer and throw the offer that's uh, you can fulfill you have the authority you have the trust to fulfill that offer and people i'm seeing yeah. on, on that so you know um, As they concentrate on the offer, they need to also concentrate on their personal brand to make sure that, you know, you build the trust, you build the authority to make sure that, you know, you could fulfill the offer yourself. So, um, and once that is done, that's the, you know, irresistible offer package that, uh, you know, we could create and then present it to, um, you know, our network, you know, it it could be other. Uh, people, you know, um, most of my network are my target audience as well, because I've built yeah. a relationship with them as a coach, uh, uh, as an upcoming coach. So when I yeah. say that, like I said, you know, I had the systems and process in place and I'm, when I was presenting it to them, you know, it was easily, um, um, you know, receivable to my target audience. And all I had to do in my ads was just replicate that. Um, So it was easy for me to, uh, you know, scale um, and then, uh, you know, hit that mark. So my suggestion for upcoming coaches is to, you know, focus on organic, focus on, uh, you know, cold outreach until you hit that 10K a month mark to Mm -hmm. test out these offers. You know, nobody could come up with an excellent offer on the first try. You know, they need to, you know, hit multiple, um, um, you know, um, uh, changes, multiple iterations to make sure that, you know, the offer is, uh, you know, fixed, nailed, and then, you know, scale it through um, Facebook ads.
0: Yes. Okay. That's awesome. So how did you handle the rapid growth of your coaching business? Did you need to hire quickly? How did you, cause sometimes you just go straight from, uh, it's just me, myself and I to man, like now I need to bring on a team. Like, did you hire quickly? What did that look like for you?
1: so we hired quickly and we fired even quicker so that's that was mm-hmm. our uh, kind of uh, uh, what we did when we were trying to uh, grow cause we won't, we so like i said uh, you know um, i had th- different departments in my business and i wanted yeah. uh, each department to have like a head of a department and not just mm-hmm. a person who could uh, you know execute the tasks so uh, you know uh, we were just uh, department departmentizing our business and then uh, we hired media buyers first and then uh, funnel builders and then uh, you know copywriters and who could take care of an entire department and um, okay. that's when you know it was easy for me uh, to you know hit that uh, uh, scale really quickly
0: yeah so what main departments do you have right now in your business so uh,
1: we have uh, Uh, media buyers we have uh, Mm -hmm. copywriters we have funnel builders uh, and uh, um, you know um, these are three major departments and we have a project manager who takes care of uh, you know all the different different, uh, departments and we also have creative designers uh, but uh, you know they're not uh, part of the core business but you know uh, they help us with uh, you know ad creatives, uh, design for the funnels, things like that as and when needed. Um, and these these are the people that are, you know, more than enough for us to uh, be scalable and uh, to hit that mark. And all the strategy, all the operations, you know, was taking care of it. Um, and, yeah. uh, you know, um, we were growing uh, super quickly.
0: Right. Okay. So I see so many people who they want to start a business, right? They want to get it going. They want to have that rapid growth. But they, they refuse to niche down. They refuse to, like, take a look at their offer and make it you know, more concise. So what advice would you give to those people um, to achieve that offer clarity while not losing their big vision that they have for their business?
1: Mm-hmm. So the common mistake that I uh, now see is, you know, uh, people, uh, you know, take care of, uh, you know, they focus too much on the offer. Uh, whereas, you know, uh, like I said, you know, the fulfilling part is also important and make sure that you could actually fulfill it. Um, so instead of throwing out, uh, you know, extravagant offers with extravagant, uh guarantees you know people could also test offers that are uh, you know reliable and you know it's actually practically possible um, uh-huh. and people are uh, a little bit uh, missing out on that uh, so you know in 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 our case right so we could say that you know i could easily triple your business and hit you uh, make you um, you know get uh, 30 million dollars in 90 days. No, we're not saying right. that. We just say that uh, you know, if you are at 10k mark, we could get to that 30k mark in 90 days. So that's right. realistic. That's liable, and that's the kind of offer you know uh, people should be focusing on. And this is the common mistake uh, you know I see. Like you know, uh, you know, Alex Samusi said to you know uh, get to that uh, perceived uh, um, you know location. Uh, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, people are saying that, you know, everyone wants to be a millionaire. So they're promising that they would take them to a millionaire. So that's yeah. uh, you know completely uh, not practical.
0: Yes. OK, awesome. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and all of this has been super helpful in terms of getting some tactical tips that they can make to move forward. Um, and so what kind of advice would you give to people who are like kind of stuck being solopreneurs and they mm-hmm. really want to make that shift to being a business owner?
1: For sure. So, you know, like I said, you know, the first thing is to, uh, you know, departmentize or uh, characterize your, um, you know, business into different segments, different departments, and make sure you wear one hat at a time, not, uh, you know, juggling between uh, uh, 100 different things at the same time. And if you have that discipline, if you have built that uh, habit of uh, Having this discipline, and you know it will be easier for you to handle things, and you won't be overwhelmed. You won't lose motivation. You won't lose interest in your business, and it'll be mm-hmm. easy for you to handle day-to-day things. And once you, you know, have a grip of this, you know, you could find the right people uh, to partner with, and you know, uh, make sure that you know the the right person takes care of each department in the business, and you know, it'll be easy for you to scale. Um, you know, sometimes solopreneurs are not there yet. You know, because um, yeah. you know, hiring a team is not. Cheap, uh, you know, you need to be spending right. anywhere between three thousand to five thousand dollars a month on salaries per person, but that's not uh, possible. So that's where you know experts like us come into the play. Um, so that's why you know I built this business in the first place. So uh, you know we we cost less than twenty percent of the team, but you know you have a whole team uh, that will take care of uh, your marketing. We have uh, you know funnel builders, you have media buyers, you have copywriters. Writers, you have designers, and you have a whole bunch of team who are experienced, who have a proven framework, who could execute things for you on your behalf, so that you could focus on your content and uh, your coaching, so that uh, you know you could uh, be the solo pruner that you always wanted. And then, you know, once you hit the milestones that we are promising, the 30k a month, that's when you you know uh, you can you know try to bring in people, um, and then you scale onwards uh, beyond that to 100k a month, and it should be a breeze after that.
0: Amazing. Oh, man, this has been so good. Um, So I know you have a free case study to share with the audience. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? And we will be linking it in the show notes.
1: Yes. So this case study is about the coaching business that we had. How we made three hundred fourteen thousand dollars in ninety days. I I have walked through all our ad strategy, the offer that we created, and uh, the mistakes that we did, and the things that didn't work in the first place, and the changes that we did that uh, helped us to hit that mark. And uh, I have shared uh, all the numbers, including uh, the uh, you know ads uh, library, the um, funnel structure, the funnel map and everything, and uh, what the funnel looked like and, uh, you know, what are the changes that we did to achieve this. Uh, You know, everything's included in that free case study. So, uh, you know, if you're stuck in that uh, uh, mark and you want to uh, go to the next level, I think you should check out that uh, free case study and it will help you a lot to, uh, you know, uh, show you different perspectives on how to uh, fix your business.
0: Oh man, thank you so much. That sounds so valuable. Um, where can, before we finish up today, where can people go if they want to connect with you, if they want to find you, um, and just be a part of your world?
1: Yes. Uh, I'm super active on Facebook. So, uh, you know, if, uh, if you want to reach out to me, I'm, uh, you know, always there. Um, and, um, you know, you could also visit my website, which is expertology.cc. It is X P E R T O L O G Y.cc. And, uh, you know, I have, uh, um, my videos, my VSL link there. And it uh, talks about the VSL and uh, um, yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for today. I truly, truly appreciate it. Let's go ahead and cue that outro clip. Yes. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.